Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. 60% of people are suffering from a chronic disease today. There are five main sources in our home that are contributing to those chronic diseases. And most people have no idea that they're using materials within their homes that are actually making them sick. What if you could clean your home safely? You could have easy to make recipes with items you already have, and you could make a few small changes to get yourself on that path to wellness. In my course, I'll show you how to detox each and every room of your house and create a healthy home environment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am super excited for today's guest. He is a certified fitness nutrition coach with a PN1 certification. He is also a podcast host, and I just absolutely love um, having additional podcast hosts on here of the Dairobi Health Show. He is the Supplement Industry Insider, and let me tell you, today we are going to learn all about a transformation journey that Dave Sherwin is putting on starting in January. He's going to talk to us more about that in the seven principles for phenomenal health. Dave, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. My pleasure. Thanks so much for the invite. This is great. Oh, we're, we're so excited to have you on. Remember, we are live, everyone. So if you have questions for Dave, please make sure you pop those into the comments. And we'll make sure that at the end of the show, we'll get into some of these questions that we can answer for you. But Dave, share with us, you've got this wonderful journey starting in mid-January. Tell us more about it. Yeah, well, it's it's based on the seven principles of health that I, I wrote a little ebook about, and it's what I share with my clients. Okay, so we primarily I'm I'm a supplement guy. We have a supplement business. We've sold supplements for years. We started with a weight loss product, and that product was phenomenally successful. It's the number one selling uh, weight loss program of its kind back in 2010, 11, 12, and really went crazy. And that was wonderful. And it was great. We had testimonials of people losing 30 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds. And it was a really great experience, except that I, I always wanted to make sure that there was real transformation happening, that people were able to keep that weight off. That's always been the criticism of diets is fine. Yeah. Lost 30 pounds. Now what? Mm -hmm. And I struggled with that question for years. And I finally just realized if I'm going to be more than a guy who sells bottles of stuff to people, I've got to get my own health certification and teach them and give them more personal attention. And so that's where it all started. And I took precision nutrition uh, through a that I was a part of, and I absolutely loved that. It, it was such a great program. And, and, and even though I'd been quite healthy for a long time and fitness is a really important part of my life, 
I still didn't understand what I was doing a lot of times. And I still wasn't making really good, healthy meals. And I was in some areas too concerned about some things and other areas not concerned enough. It was a mixed bag for me. And and Precision Nutrition was the company that really helped me feel confident for the first time in my life about nutritional principles. And so I decided to get my own certification through them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I've just tried to, uh, I, I've created the podcast, as you mentioned, I've just tried to give as much uh, information and and help as I can mm-hmm. to my customers. And so uh, finally, now it's evolving to where we're going to try this, this journey concept where we actually gather a group of people and, and take it in an organized way, help them experience 90 days of physical transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you, as you go through your life, have you ever put on a little weight and then, and, and, and you lose it or you up your fitness game? There's a day when you put on a dress or, or for guys, maybe you put on a belt and all of a sudden it's a belt loop smaller, right? Yeah. That the feeling of a shirt or dress fitting better, your belt loops going down. Those are really rewarding experiences in health and fitness. And that's what I mean by transformation is, is to where your body actually changes in a positive way, where you, where, where someone might look at you and go, Hey, what have you been doing? Those are super rewarding things that we experience when we up our game. So the journey is designed to help people have those type of experiences. Right. Well, and and obesity is such a pandemic in our world today and really something that we need to focus on. But for me, Dave, I had the opposite. I have been thin, very thin for my entire life. And I always equated my weight as far as being thin to being healthy. And I was so far Mm -hmm. from the truth with that. Um, Can you speak just a little bit before we get into this journey about um, you know, weight, not necessarily being an indicator of health, but certainly a big part of it. Well, abs- absolutely. And you bring up a really great point because weight loss is actually the primary concern of 60% of Americans. We tend to not talk enough about the other 40%. Right. And um, I, I have a young woman who's going to take the journey who has uh, food, um, you know, a, a, a problems and, and she's, she's very, very thin. And uh, she's going to take the journey not for weight loss, but hopefully internal transformation that's a little bit different than a physical transformation. Right. And then there's also men. There's many men who are skinny who'd like to be more muscular, right? That's a real thing. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and so, um, and for women too, there's many women also that are very, very active. There's many women very, very fit, and yet they don't even realize that they have a lot of hormonal disruption. And, um, their caloric uh, needs are actually not being met correctly and their nutritional needs. And so there are plenty of people like you described, they look fine. The Mm -hmm. the obese person would look at them and say, what are you complaining about? Right. Um, And, and yeah, it's, it's very, very real, but the basic fundamental elements of living a good, healthy life are the same for all of us. Okay. If everyone just got on a good, healthy track and ran down the right track, we would naturally lose weight. We'd naturally gain weight. We'd naturally have our body recomposed to how it's supposed to be from right. the inside out. Right. Well, and that's where true transformation comes is when we change things from the inside out so that we don't have this, 
you know, gaining the weight, losing the weight, gaining the weight, losing the weight. I think that can actually cause more damage to the body than staying overweight or staying underweight. Yeah, it's the part of the difficulty being a coach. I have I have people in my world who know more about nutrition than me because they've been on so many diets, they've read so many books, yeah. and yet they've not been able to take that knowledge. It's not about knowledge. Right. It's a bottom line. It's not about knowledge. It's about taking for, for many people, it's about getting rid of of overzealousness. Literally, there, there's some people that, that are so freaked out about food, mm-hmm. about eating a chocolate bar or having a soda, that don't understand the context of having a good diet. And and that you it's not about having a perfect diet. There's no such thing as a perfect diet. Right. Uh, and and so the yo-yo dieting, the, the binge eating. Uh, oftentimes it's done by people who know better and they know that they know better. The difficulty is in establishing those habits and that inner transformation to the point that you have healthy thoughts about food, healthy thoughts about fitness, healthy thoughts about your body, your body image, and are able to get in a stable situation where your nutrition, your eating, your supplementation is all based on basic nutritional principles that you can follow long-term. I love that. I love that because I I do think that the mindset is huge piece of the puzzle with this um, in terms of not shaming yourself for some of the food decisions that you make and and realizing that that food really is something to nourish and nurture the body, um, you know, than something to be, I don't know, ashamed of or beat yourself down for making a poor decision. Yeah, it's one of the great pleasures and joys of life. Right. It should be absolutely enjoyable to sit and eat food. You don't yes. have to sit and, and and stew over, oh, you know, what is this doing to me? Or, oh, this is going oh. straight to my hips or whatever the thought is, right? Yeah. Or, or, you know, I, I hear from so many people, and I'm sure you do too, Dave, that, um, well, in order to eat healthy, it's so bland. It doesn't taste good. It's not uh-huh. something I even enjoy or want to do. Yeah. And, and again, oftentimes that, that one's just a matter of not taking the time. We live in a world where we have access to everything. Like everyone loves some type of food. Some people love Chinese food. Some people love Indian food. Some people love American food or British food or French food or whatever you, you, you name it. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, when I mentioned many people are too educated and have lots of knowledge, surprisingly, the same group of people, has probably never spent the time to simply sit down and develop out and think through the meals that they enjoy, the spices that they like, the ways to flavor food. And that's actually part of the journey we'll be doing is developing what I call nine perfect meals. If you have three perfect breakfasts and three perfect lunches and three perfect dinners that you really love, you can eat those over and over and over because of course, other things come up, you go out to lunch, someone else makes your breakfast. But if you would sit down and take the time to develop out three breakfasts that are healthy that you really like, uh, it's a game changer. That one thing of knowing that you have three go-to options for each meal that you look forward to. As you make them, you're like excited. I'm gonna, this is going to be a great breakfast, right? right? That's what we're looking for. And a lot of people have never done that. Right. 
Well, and, and when I first started getting into looking at my food, because that was like one of my last strongholds, I did everything else besides the food because I always thought it was so hard. It was going to be hard to find all the ingredients and piece things together. So I love this concept of, of creating, you know, three breakfasts, three lunch, three dinners. Um, what a great idea. Yeah, thank you. I I, uh, I agree. And it, it really worked for me. It was something someone else introduced me to years ago. Mm-hmm. And I really needed it. And when once I did it, it was like it was like magic. Yeah. And and to this day, uh, I would say 80% of my breakfasts are from those three meals. And uh, uh, not so much with lunch and dinner, maybe 50% mm-hmm. goes down. My wife makes dinner. Mm-hmm. But she makes it according to the, the general rules of precision nutrition, the hand rules of a mix of healthy carbs, protein, fat, and uh, vegetables on the side. And so as long as she does that, it doesn't matter. You can make anything. I'm pretty easy to please when it comes to food. <laughs> uh, uh, so, but again, for, for many people, they, they just have not thought that through. And so they tend to not have the ingredients on hand. And so they tend to go with whatever is sim- simple and available when they go in the kitchen. Yeah. Grabbing it out of that bag, grabbing it out of that box, you know, making it easy. So you talk about, so this transformation journey, tell us when does this start? Um, I know you said it was going to begin in January. And by the way, we are scrolling across the bottom of the screen. I guess we're not scrolling it, but the website is dirobi.com. And you'll be able to go right there to sign up for this journey. So um, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, it's based on the top seven principles of of health that we talk about with our customers all the time. And the point of turning it into a journey, it's one thing to tell people something like, here's how you should do this. It's a whole other thing to do it with a group of people and to get really in-depth information on a regular basis. And so that's what we thought we'd try out this this journey concept. It's called a journey uh, very specifically. There's all kinds of challenges out there, but the fact is we just feel like people have enough challenges Oh, right now, uh, why don't we just not do a challenge, we thought, and, and and make it a journey where we're trying to help people step into a onto a track, like I mentioned before, that's sustainable, that they can do long term. So even though we fully expect people to have wonderful transformational experiences in 90 days, mm-hmm. what we're more excited about is that by that point, they'll be really happy with the new lifestyle they've developed and just carry on with it. So we're tentatively uh, starting January 21st. Okay. Uh, It's also based on a principle um, of we're not really charging for the journey. We have many, we have, we have thousands of customers a month in our our business and, and we're a small but successful uh, supplement seller. And I'm not trying to do this to make money. There's no, there's no fee for the journey. The way we're doing it is, there's a group of uh, supplements I want people to take for the journey. And we're just saying, just buy these supplements that that we want you to take anyway. And then with that purchase, uh, the journey is, you know, a a freebie on, on top of that. So that's how we're doing it so that um, it's hopefully affordable and simple for people. And, um, and they've got the supplements that they need to do it. I love that. And boy, let me tell you in our world today, supplementation is so key. Um, you know, we just are not able to get the nutrients, the minerals, the vitamins, all the nutritional value out of our food sources that we once were able to do, even when we eat and make those healthier choices. Would you agree with that? 
Well, I, I do agree. And I do the best I can. And uh, and like I say, I, I've generally had a, a, a good program for a long time in my life of, of fitness and nutrition. This has been my world. I love it. And um, and as good as I do every single year, I, I just barely send in my sample samples for a genetic mm-hmm. test. I do it every year. I, I, I get a, a, a test to determine any nutritional deficiencies. And then I adjust my program accordingly. And it doesn't matter how well I do. There's always something. Um, and things change over time. And, and um, I'm proud of the tests that come back. And they're like, hey, you're doing really good. You just have this one area. That's what I'm kind of looking for. There's a little bit of ego there. If you're in the industry, you want to know you did a little better than the, yeah. than the crowd. But I recommend that for everyone though. And uh, to, to do either, some of them are just hair. You just cut out, cut off a, a lock of hair and you send it in and they can give you really accurate readings. Others, uh, sometimes they want blood. I've done a variety of different tests. Yeah. But my point is there's many, many very healthy people that do these. And there is always something. Now we've designed our supplements to fill the big ones. That's the whole point. Right. Uh, you asked me before the show about talking about functional supplements. To me, the whole word functional supplement, the word functional means it does something. And the biggest thing a supplement can do is fill in a nutritional deficiency you have. Right. That's the most important thing. So if you find out you have a vitamin D deficiency, a zinc deficiency, a chromium deficiency, Mm -hmm. supplement, because it's going to be very, very hard. You could be eating really well Mm -hmm. and take that test and you're going to find out you have some deficiencies. And so knowing what they are, then supplementing accordingly is the ultimate way to do it. Our supplements are designed to fill most of them. So a lot of people will take our Mimi's Miracle Multi, for example, in our mineral supplement. Those are the two basics. Mm-hmm. And those will fill in. Those are based on the research of deficiencies. That's how we develop them. Um, most multivitamins are a, a, a laundry list of about 70 things with a tiny fraction of all of them. And they claim that the USDA, you know, the USRDA um, is, is, you know, you, you got a thousand percent of this one and you got a hundred percent of this and 200. It doesn't matter what's in it. All that matters is what absorbs. All that matters is what your body actually takes in, in a form that it can use. Mm -hmm. And the fact is our product only has 18 ingredients because the the vast majority of of vitamins and minerals are available from diet. They they Mm -hmm. really are. Mm -hmm. There's just some really sticky, tough ones that we've identified that people ought to really supplement with. And in addition, there's some supplements you don't necessarily need, mm-hmm. but your lifestyle is improved if you take them. Like for exa- one simple example, um, not everyone does well on caffeine. Uh, some people do poorly on caffeine, but mm-hmm. some athletes thrive on caffeine mm-hmm. and, and they'll have a better workout, et cetera. I'm one of those, right? Mm-hmm. If I take a pre-workout, I feel a little supermanish, like I've really got more strength, more energy, and I'm going to get a better workout. I don't need a pre-workout, but I like it. I just feel better. I just feel that gets me going and I'm going to get more out of the workout. Right. So that that's an example of something you don't need, but could be really good for you. Um, 
You're being a little humble here when you talk about, you know, Dave is is knows what he's talking about when he's speaking of working out, because in your life, you have, you know, a 405 pound deadlift at the age of 52. You finished in the top 25 percent of all competitors in the Olympic uh, distance national triathlon at the age of 48. So this isn't something that you accomplished in your 20s and then, you know, have that on your record. You are keeping up with this physical stamina, um, this longevity, and and I I would uh, testament that the the supplements are working and the nutrition you know that you're feeding your body. I want to be as healthy as I can for as long as I can. Yeah, you know I. I I, I like to golf. Uh, and, and for example, there may come a day when that's all I can do, right? When I'm no longer deadlifting, when I'm 90, I don't picture myself doing any deadlifts at all. But if I can walk nine holes on the golf course with my grandchildren, I would consider that a wonderful life, right? Yes. And and um, I, I do think long-term in terms of, I, I see people who, who don't age so well, who are in a wheelchair, Mm-hmm. Uh, in their 70s. And that's very sad. Uh, but uh, uh, unfortunately, and without being judgmental here, because of course, there's some people, there was a car accident, who knows? So we don't look at people in wheelchairs and judge them in their True. old age. Right. All I'm saying is, I want to do everything I possibly can to avoid it. Absolutely. Right. So if, if it's something that I can do in my lifestyle now, so that I'm a very fit healthy 90 year old great grandfather mm-hmm. with my little great grandchildren running around my feet. I'm a happy guy. Right. Yeah. And, and so that's kind of my, my vision long-term. Yeah. We, um, I, I, I run and, uh, my, my running partner down here in Arizona and I go to the senior Olympics or have gone to the senior Olympics in Utah. And I love those games because I get to meet athletes who are in their nineties, who are in their eighties and they're still competing. They're still doing all that they do. And I love hearing their stories and, you know, they all have this mindset that just, you got to let things roll off your shoulders and you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. It's, it's almost the same story. Always. They just keep going. I love that. And the level of performance there. And I've got friends that compete there. And I'm telling you, it is not much lower than the level of, of younger people. You check out the cycle times of the senior Olympic games and compare it to what the 20 year olds are doing. It's not much slower. There's some 70 year old athletes that are just amazing. Oh, they're phenomenal. I keep t- my, my friend that I run with, she's um, 10 years older than I am. And I keep saying, I can't wait to get to the next age bracket. So maybe I'll place, you know, and it's like, but and fine. What, they're, they're just, they're phenomenal. Guess what you're going to find out <laughs> if you haven't already. Only the best ones keep carrying on. So I went through this for years in triathlon and running races. I think, okay, when I turn 40, I'm going to be the fastest because I'm running against 44-year-olds and they're going to be so old. (laughs) Uh, They all go with you. And and the best ones keep going and going and going and it it doesn't get much easier, right? And and that's kind of cool, right? The competition stays high and that's good for us too. So... uh, Absolutely. Going to that we next age group isn't that. necessarily a big advantage. No, it's not. It's never been for me anyway. 
I love that. So in your transformation journey that you got starting, I know that you're going to be sharing more about the seven principles of living a phenomenal health. But in our final time that we have together today, can you maybe highlight some of those principles for us? Yeah, let me see if I can quickly give them all to you. So those of you that don't do the journey, uh, do, do this on your own time, okay? If you want to do it with me, that'd be a blast, and let's do it together. But here they are. I'll, I'll just go through them quickly. I've got them sitting on the wall, so I don't forget any. Uh, Thumbtack to the wall. Number one, do not drink calories. Mm. So that is not a rule. It's not like you can never have something besides water. But generally speaking, we drink too much soda in this country. We drink too many juice. Don't think that that healthy drinks are always healthy. Uh, Many juices are simply calorie-dense drinks that don't give you that much nutrition. So as much as possible, try to drink water, half your body weight in ounces every day. So if you weigh 150 pounds, drink 75 ounces of water. That's a great guideline. Of course, drink when you're thirsty, but most people don't drink enough. So try to drink more water. Uh, Number two, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have any tips for people? Because I hear this one all the time. I just can't stand water. It's so bland. Uh, and and do you have any tips that help people get more water in? I do. There's lots of great things you can add. As a matter of fact, I have essential oils. I have orange, grapefruit, and lemon. Mm-hmm. And it just a few drops, three, four drops added to a bottle, just wakes it right up, makes it taste a lot better, and it adds some health benefit. Um, a healthy energy drink. Like we, uh, I like the company Zuma out of Virginia. We resell some of their products on our website. They got a great natural energy drink. So if it's the afternoon and you're feeling a little lethargic, this is a no calorie, no, no artificial ingredient energy drink that t- has a uh, fruity taste. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I do those sometimes. Um, okay. and, and so, yeah. So uh, now part of it is many people don't like water because it sits in their stomach and it, it actually gives them pain. Okay. Uh, and, and the reason for that is because the, um, the size of the molecules of the water are too large. Okay. And so if you add minerals to your water, it will actually add some electrolytes. But in addition, it will break down the surface tension of the water so that your stomach can absorb it better. So for a lot of people, that's why they don't like it. So add, try adding minerals. Did you know that many of us have symptoms of toxin overload in our bodies, but we don't even know it? Signs of a toxic overload could be headaches, fatigue, insomnia, skin issues like acne and psoriasis, and hormonal imbalances, and the list just keeps on going. But the problem I had, and I'm sure many of you have had, is how can you know how well you're managing your toxic risk? That's why I've put together a free toxic risk assessment that will help you discover what products might be contributing to your toxic symptoms and what small changes you can make to detox and cleanse your health. After you take the assessment, you're going to get my free toxic free home shopping guide. This is the easy button for finding the right products to shop for. These are the products I've been using in my home and the products I give my stamp of approval on. Take your free assessment now at amycarlson.com to get on the path of detoxing and cleansing your health. 
I love that minerals to water to help that. Thank you so much. That's a great tip. And what kind of minerals can you just add like uh, some sea salt, uh, sea salt to it, Himalayan sea salt? You can, or... especially if you're doing intermittent fasting, add a little bit of salt before you break your fast that day is a great idea. Um, we sell Mimi's Miracle Minerals. Uh, it's one of the top selling uh, liquid minerals on Amazon. You can find it there on our website. Uh, that's one that I add. Of course, it's our own. Uh, sure, um, sure. Uh, or any any product uh, called fulvic acid. That might sound like a really weird name if you've never heard of it, but it contains seventy trace minerals. Okay. So any tra any liquid tra uh, liquid fulvic acid product you could find at your local grocery store. Um, sorry, health food store, probably not your grocery store. Okay. Or our, our website, Mimi's Miracle Minerals, is a good one. Um, so, and there's also at, at all the running stores, you know, all the all the uh, places that sell uh, uh, shoes and, and cycle stores, a lot of them have liquid minerals because a lot of the athletes do this. Yeah, you need you need that added minerals, you know, when you're when you're um, putting your, your body under that kind of stress, for sure. Yeah. All right. Number okay. two. Eat slowly and mindfully. People eat too quickly. I won't spend a lot of time on this because a lot of people understand it, but try to avoid eating in your car, eating standing up, eating in a rush, or just not paying attention to your food. Eat it slowly. Give your chance. Give your stomach a chance to digest it fully. Work the enzymes into it. And uh, it's also a more enjoyable experience. Like we mentioned, food is supposed to be a joy of life. Why not take the time to enjoy every bite? That also... Uh, science proves that we tend to eat about 20% less when we eat slowly and mindfully. So it's a caloric reduction as well. Yep. Okay. Uh, next one is intermittent fasting. Uh, for men, try to eat all your food within an eight-hour window. For women, 10, no less uh, because of hormonal disruption. But if you can pick a 10-hour window from where you have breakfast and eat all your food and then stop, this is a, a almost magical health tip uh, because it's supporting all the, the, both the circadian rhythm and the hormonal rhythm of the body. Yes. So when we stop eating in the evening, our body is digesting the food. When we go to bed, the food is digested so it can work on eliminating pathogens and carcinogens and adjusting the hormones. Then when we wake up, our, our HGH, our estrogen, and our testosterone in both men and women, both men and women have estrogen and testosterone. It's just testosterone. It's just a, a different mix. Mm -hmm. Both of those when they're elevated along with HGH and low blood sugar, mm -hmm. we're in a great state. We're mentally at our best. We're mm -hmm. physically at our best. And we stay in that state till we have that first meal. Right. So it's a phenomenal state to exercise in. It's mm -hmm. a phenomenal state to do our most important work in. And then we eat that first meal at maybe 10 o'clock, 11 noon, whatever your window, you know, works, whatever mm -hmm. window works best for you. Uh, and then again, you finish it. And, and what you do when you when you stop eating at dinner time, one of the most magical parts of this is the junk food you cut out that you would have eaten after dinner while you're watching TV. Absolutely. You cut that out. It's amazing what health benefits you have just from that. Right. We do have a question here on, um, uh, do you have a recommended time frame for intermittent fasting? And I think you answered that with, you know, women, 10 hours, no more than, you know, 10 hours. I follow a six hour window personally myself. So I'm noon to 6 p.m. Um, do you have any other recommendations there? Yeah, it's a great question. And everyone has a different kind of internal clock. Right. I, I would say do the one that feels best for you. 
except that don't go later than seven. That's the one hard rule I would set. If you can have that last food in your stomach at six, that's ideal. Because now you've got four or five or six hours, depending on when you go to bed, that your body gets to process that food. So now you're going to sleep better. See, this is like a virtuous circle. It is. This, right. Well, think about it. If your body has to expel energy to be digesting your food versus sleeping and restoration, you know, that's what's going to happen. It's going to digest. And so we're not restoring the body during our sleep. Yep. And the next one is learn your carbs, protein, and fat. The sources, like I said, the nine perfect meals, learn the protein sources that you enjoy, learn the carbs that you enjoy and, and healthy fats, which often go with the proteins. For example, meat, if you have meat, it has the healthy fat in it, right. uh, in, in uh, other foods like avocados are high in good, healthy fat and oils. Mm -hmm. So learn and create those meals based on the macros. The macros are the carbs, fat, and protein. Right. And that's the basic building blocks of our health. And the fact is we are a carb addicted society that doesn't get near enough protein. That's typically the biggest adjustment that people have to make, but figure out nine breakfasts, lunches, and dinners with a balance of carbs, fat, protein. And on top of that, make sure you're getting five to nine servings of vegetables a day. Ooh. So those two things, uh, the right mix of macros yeah. and the fruit and vegetables, and that that right there is a game changer. If you can eat that way, uh, you're gonna you're gonna feel good. You're gonna lose weight or gain weight if you're doing the right uh, fitness routine right. along with it. Uh, right. Your body's going to adjust to where it should be. Is what will happen. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Okay. The next one is the supplement strategy. Observe a um, effective supplement strategy that typically starts with the multivitamin and minerals. And then on top of that, there's functional supplements. For example, I did put a lot of stress on my joints uh, earlier in, in my, my life. And now I'm, I'm paying the price for some of that. I've got a, a minor back injury that I have to deal with. And I've had multiple injuries throughout my life. And I take a turmeric supplement every morning and every night. That's a functional supplement. It lowers inflammation. And, um, and so that's a specific one for me. For many other people, there's on top of a multi and a mineral there are specific things. Many women have been advised to take extra iron. If, you're, if you've been diagnosed with low iron, it's wise to, to, to supplement with, with iron. Almost everyone, like I said, is, is deficient in vitamin D, zinc, chromium, um, uh, you know, magnesium, calcium. Now, many of that gets much of that does get taken care of through diet. If you can eat five to nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day, you take care of a lot of this. And your body knows how to handle it. If you get too much of something, it will typically just get rid of it in a natural way. So another reason why it doesn't hurt to take supplements, even, even though you feel like you're eating really well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, and again, and I really encourage people. I know, you know, Dave, you, you know, we've got your website up here so they can go check out your supplements. I really think it's important to know the source of your supplements, because I think that there are some supplements out there that can really cause more damage and harm to the body than good. Would you 
um, agree with that statement? I, I would. As a matter of fact, you can learn about those. There's a there's a website called examine.com. I'm a big fan of it. I'm a paying subscriber. Uh, it's an important part. They do a lot of research on supplements. I follow that very carefully for my own business. Okay. And uh, I think if you do a Google search like examine.com supplements to avoid, something like that. Okay. Uh, they'll give you a list of 15 that you should absolutely avoid along with some ingredients that should not be in your supplements. So you can just check and make sure you don't have those. The FDA also has excellent, uh, excellent articles on current known um, toxic supplements or ingredients that should not be included. Love that. Thank you so much for giving that because I think that's important to be aware of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, great point. Two more. Uh, number six, move your body every day. Ooh, exercise yes. daily. Uh, I'm talking seven days a week. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have a holy day, which many people in this country do, uh, you, chances are you can do yoga or, or go for a walk, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't care what the day is. Like there's some days you, you, can, you can go heavy. Some days you can go long. Some days you're going to take it easy. Right. But right. the older you get, the more you can come to appreciate that our bodies are meant to move. And if you spend a long time sitting, right? Sitting is the devil. Sitting is the new smoking, right? <laughs> sitting is the devil. <laughs> sitting is the devil. And like right, right now, as I talk to you, I'm at my standing desk. Yeah. Right now, I don't stand all day. Mm -hmm. I, and, and sometimes I stand too long. It just kind of wears me out. And then I feel it too. So it, there's balance. There's, right. there's times, obviously, that we need to sit and refresh ourselves. But most people sit too much yeah. and uh, that, that leads to uh, shortened uh, tendons and, and joints. We lose our hip flexibility. Uh, we stoop forward. A lot of us are at a desk where our shoulders roll forward and our neck is forward. And we're, we're just doing a lot of small but long-term significant damage uh, to ourselves. So having a simple fitness strategy, again, doesn't have to be hard. I'm not, I'm not saying that we all have to become gym rats. Walking counts. Yes. Um, uh, yoga, uh, calisthenics. Um, my workout this morning, I, I, I rode a thousand meters easy on my rowing machine. Uh, I did calisthenics for 20 minutes and then I'm, I'm, I'm testing out that new Apple fitness plus, oh, and nice. they got all these 10 minute, uh, core exercises. So I checked out one of those today. It was quite easy. I don't think I even broke a sweat but I felt great. I feel good now. I always feel good for the whole rest of the day when I have yeah. exercise, even if it's simple. Yep. Uh, one thing I'll do too, as women, especially if you're in a position where you do have to sit at your desk for a long period of time, I set alarms in my phone. So every hour I get up and move, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, I'm going to get up and move. And in that time frame, you can do 25 arm exercises, 25 leg, 25 core, you know, pick a couple body parts and just focus on those and get those quick little bursts of exercise in. But that's the alarms are my friend. I love that. And I, I call those trigger exercises. And your trigger is the alarm. When the alarm goes off, that's a trigger to exercise. Some days I get up in the morning and, and my day just starts getting away from me. I've got it. I've got appointments. And I, I, if I miss my workout, you know what I do? I put a kettlebell by the door of my office right here. And what I do is every time I leave my office, I have to either swing the kettlebell or do kettle, one hand kettlebell thrusters or some exercise every single time I leave. 
And by the time the day is day is over, I've had a great workout. Yeah. Well, I've heard <laughs> some people even say that they will um, they'll incorporate some sort of exercise every time they go to the bathroom. So pick something that you're going to do every single day and multiple times a day, and then incorporate your movement into that. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a wonderful habit. It's a great way. And it's it's good for those of you who don't really like fitness to just come up with. Something very simple. I know a guy who every time he leaves his computer, he does 20 squats and 10 push-ups every single time. Yeah. And if you think about, you know, you probably take a break mid-morning, you got lunch, you did something in the afternoon. That he probably ends up doing that five times a day. Nice. So nice. Keeps yeah. him in shape. Yeah. And the last one is yep. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Last one. Last one is sleep. <sighs> That's where all of this, that's where we put a big bow on all of these habits we just talked about. Right. During the night, your body is processing all of these good habits that you did. It's extracting all the nutrients and sending them to the right places. Very importantly, because you haven't eaten food for a few hours, it is breaking down carcinogens, carcinogens and pathogens and viruses and bacteria and cleaning itself up. Mm-hmm. So your, your immune system is, is boosted. And so we all need seven to nine hours of sleep every night. Um, and I know there's some of you listening right now that are going, yeah, I get that, but I just can't sleep. I, I really feel for you. I, I had uh, really poor sleep for years. I dealt with insomnia. Mm-hmm. I'd have nights where I didn't sleep at all. Uh, it would get even worse before races. I, I, I've spent years doing various races and, uh, mm-hmm. I did many of those races on zero sleep and that was super frustrating for me. I'd spend months building up to a big race. Mm -hmm. And then that night the anxiety would get to me Mm -hmm. and I'd lie awake all night. And then at seven o'clock in the morning, I'm at the start line of some big race. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand as well as anyone, it can be really, really hard, but I would take it as a personal challenge. Keep working on it. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Consult with a sleep specialist if you need to. Mm-hmm. The things we finally bought a very expensive bed. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but I'm telling you until we got, we got a sleep number bed. We did a lot of research on beds. I'm not saying it's the best one. There's many, many good mattresses. Uh, f- for us, that's the one that we just picked after lying on a few and testing them all out. But I'm telling you that, that we spend a third of our lives on a mattress and uh, it is well worth investing in one um, that supports your body in the right way, in the right places. And for me, that was probably the biggest thing that finally kicked my problem with, with sleep for others. It could be something else, Yeah. but we need those seven to nine hours. However, we got to do it. Oh my gosh. And trust me, I've got all kinds of podcasts that have talked about sleep and sleep habits. And so if you want to know more, and that's a real struggle for you, please go in and check out the the past episodes because I've had many sleep experts on. Uh, It's that important for us. Love it. All right. We are well past our 30 minutes, Dave, but we've gotten through the seven principles. Our transformation journey is going to go right along those principles. You're going to walk through this free, but you're going to have some recommended supplements to take. We can find this at dirobi.com. Um, by going to the website, uh, we're targeted to start on January 21st um, mm-hmm. for this. And Dave, 
last final words, what would you what do you want to leave our audience with as we wrap up here? I'd say the one thing that uh, I would talk about more, except it's not in my lane, is meditation. I talk to people about eating slowly and mindfully, but in, in actual fact, uh, I would love to get everyone doing everything slowly and mindfully and starting their day with meditation. And uh, for me, that's been a, one of the most life-changing habits I started. I'm five years into a, a meditation habit now, and mm-hmm. it's been um, absolutely transformational for me internally. Uh, for many people who struggle with some of the things you mentioned earlier, binge eating, mm-hmm. uh, body image issues, difficulties, so- something internally that they really struggle with, there, there is nothing like like meditation to really, really get to know yourself on, a, on an inner level and to be able to uh, Im- improve because all, all these things come from our mind. Right. All our negative thoughts come from our mind, obviously. All of our positive thoughts come from our mind. Everything is initiated in our mind. When we walk into the kitchen and we decide what to eat, that comes from our thoughts. And most people live their life in a fog and and just a constant barrage of thoughts. And and the old story of the the guy on the the horse Mm -hmm. racing by and his friend says, where are you going? He says, I don't know. Ask the horse. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. That is a great analogy for how we live our lives if we're not careful that our mind is just running along its own track and not necessarily uh, in a controlled manner. So that would be my closing thoughts is take that whole concept of eating slowly and mindfully to the next level and introduce mindfulness and meditation into your life as a practice. I love that. I love that. Dave, stay with me as we close ourselves up here and I'll be right back with you all. If you enjoy what you're hearing, make sure you go to my website at www.amycarlson.com, A-I-M-E-E-C-A-R-L-S-O-N.com. You can pick up your free toxic risk assessment there. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator, and we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com, and remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.